You're listening to Bloom in Tech with David Bloom. This podcast sponsored by Fabric Media in Venice, California. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Bloom and Tech. This is your host, David Bloom, and I am so delighted to be back amongst the brilliant ears out there listening in on the conversations I like to have around the collision of tech, entertainment, and media. Lots going on this last week. In fact, it's been a crazy week for deals from big to small to none at all in Hollywood tech land. In this first big batch of deals and months, they all say something about the future of the still transforming business of delivering entertainment, media, and information to you and me. To start, there's that long-awaited merger, or re-merger, between corporate siblings Viacom and CBS that will create, wait for it, Viacom CBS. They must have paid the naming consultants a lot of money for that one. The deal culminates four years of boardroom and courtroom conflict for Sherry Redstone's national amusements, including the ugly ouster of negligent former Viacom CEO Philippe Doman, the fight to control elderly patriarch Sumner Redstone's vote, and CBS CEO Les Moonves's ballsy attempted palace coup and eventual Me Too-fueled ouster. Then they needed another year to talk about the obvious next step. Well, the year's gone, the talking's done, and here we are. This deal happened because Sherry Redstone wanted it, she controls 80% of both companies, and because the market demanded it. Simply put, both companies are far too small, a combined market capitalization of around $27 billion today as the markets were collapsing a bit. They're just too darn small to thrive separately in this gigantist era of entertainment and media. Even combined, Viacom CBS remains undersized compared to competitors such as Apple, Amazon, AT&T, Disney, Comcast, and Netflix. Each of those companies has a valuation somewhere between 5 and 34 times larger. But at least as Bob Backish, Viacom CBS's future president and CEO, put it, the company doesn't have, quote, any big gaps, per se, after the deal. Its assets include broadcaster CBS premium cable service Showtime, basic cable stalwarts such as Comedy Central, Nickelodeon, BET, and MTV, subscription VOD service CBS All Access, ad-supported VOD service Pluto TV, movie studio Paramount, and publisher Simon & Schuster, among numerous other holdings. But this deal also happened because Backish made Viacom more than roadkill on the highway to the future. He focused on six core cable properties and gave Paramount a useful focus and empowered CEO and studio vet Jim Giannopoulos. Before becoming CEO, Backish had fixed Viacom's international operations, which will be vital for long-term growth of the combined company. And as CEO, he has led it on a buying spree that made it relevant to people under 25, which it had not been for years. Backish's Viacom bought VidCon and influencer marketing agency Husay and picked up teen-focused production company Awesomeness at a massive discount. The $340 million Pluto TV deal will be really important, I'm guessing, providing an ad-supported way to reach online audiences just as the fight for subscription dollars gets really ugly with the arrival of Apple Plus and Disney Plus and... HBO Max, and whatever the heck Comcast is calling its service uh, with NBC Universal. That makeover has also made Viacom worth talking to, for CBS snobs in particular, who thought their company had better ways to spend its money than saving a weak sister. 
Now, Viacom is no longer a weak sister and is arguably better positioned than CBS for the long term. And finally, closing the deal will unleash the combined company. One of the other things this deal does, Backish said, is take a big uncertainty off the company, which was an overhang. He predicted we will be very well positioned to exploit those opportunities. I think he's right. The opportunities include what Backish called low-hanging fruit, like putting Paramount movies on Showtime or CBS ad-supported channels on Pluto. But Viacom CBS's long-term involves either more acquisitions, being acquired, or both. I have to imagine its shopping list will include Lionsgate, Discovery, or MGM, and it, it will in turn be on a lot of other companies' lists, I suspect, as they move on to the next stage of the merger fever. All of which leads us to consider another embarrassingly small deal. Mobile giant Verizon ditched another component of its own once ambitious media and entertainment empire selling Tumblr for decipennies on the dollar. It's mildly stunning that Tumblr, bought by eventual Verizon unit Yahoo for more than $1 billion, would end up shipped off for $3 million to Automatic, which makes WordPress and gives it away, among other things. The sale price says a great deal about Verizon's laughably lame stewardship of Tumblr. For years, the site was a beloved platform for tens of millions of angsty outsiders of all sorts who found anonymous comfort and an online home there. To its dubious credit, Verizon was at least really efficient in wiping out Tumblr's value. Though in cleaning out most of, though not all, the porn on the site, it has zapped a distressing amount of non-porn content, particularly from LGBTQ users. So boo on that, phone jerks. You could have done better, and you haven't. It's easy to blame Tumblr's fall on recent shifts in the social media industry that it helped pioneer. But given Verizon's sorry non-phone track record, Go90, anybody? Or buying the bankrupt vessel to reboot Go90? Or buying AOL, Huffington Post, and Yahoo? So... Nah on that. The lesson here, big tech companies generally have learned how to do one thing pretty well, but they aren't automatically that good at doing other, wildly different things. Given how many tech companies are now trying to do other, wildly different things, Verizon and Tumblr should be a cautionary tale. This won't be the last ugly asset sell-off. Which leads me to the deal that didn't happen. What's best about this is that it finally gives me a reason to write something sort of positive about one particularly problematic behemoth, Facebook. Why so grateful and positive? Because Zuckerberg's gang that can't code straight didn't buy the cool group chat site House Party. Word leaked that Facebook decided against further deal talks earlier this year because it might lead to still more heat over antitrust issues, of which it already has plenty. House Party instead was bought by Epic, which owns Fortnite, and in turn is 40% owned by yet another giant, this one in China, called Tencent. That's not a win, but it's what it is. I just am happy it didn't end up at Facebook. I'm skeptical, I have to say, that more regulatory attention on Facebook will lead to anything substantive in its behavior. That record $5 billion fine they just paid, for instance, was barely double their quarterly profits. Share prices even rose after the announcement of the fine. But at least the scotched deal for House Party shows that Facebook isn't completely, hopelessly arrogant and tone-deaf. Nonetheless, Facebook's still lining up other cringeworthy things to do, like trying to hornswoggle newspapers into a news initiative. Under the initiative, 
Facebook is offering big papers up to $3 million in actual cash for their valuable news product. It's refreshing that Facebook is finally offering to pay a bit for the news from which it has made so much unshared money. But Facebook has a really crummy habit of starting things and pulling the plug expensively on creators a year later. This one smells a lot like it'll be another one of those, and I'm begging my print brethren to remember who they're dealing with, perhaps since we'll prevail over the flashing of a bit of dough. Facebook is also doubling down on its portal initiative, planning to release new, quote, form factors, unquote, of the video chat hardware this fall that it first released last year. I'll say it again. After all the mayhem Facebook has committed with and on your private and personal data, do you really want to pay these goofs for the privilege of putting an always-on, internet-connected camera, screen, and microphone in your home? I mean, in just the past week, Facebook acknowledged paying hundreds of contractors to create transcripts of the conversations their gear was overhearing. They're not the only ones doing this. Apple and Amazon have also both admitted to some somewhat similar things. It's not great, but particularly not great given Facebook's shoddy track record with all the private information that we have. I suggest that you buy accordingly. But at least Facebook didn't get to join the house party, or actually vice versa. That's a win for the Republic, as far as I'm concerned. In an era where gigantism will only continue, even if only on the reduced scale of ViacomCBS, and big companies will make bad deals, like tumbling into Yahoo and then Verizon, at least once in a while, the best outcome of all can happen. Nothing at all. So that's my episode this, uh, this time around. I hope you enjoyed it. Let me know what you think about the Viacom deal in particular and uh, the fate of Tumblr. I'm curious if you've got any reactions. Uh, The site that hosts and syndicates my podcast across 10 major platforms, Anchor.fm, makes it easy to leave an audio message to let me know what you think. I'd love to hear from you. If you can't do the audio message, I'm reachable quite easily over Twitter, at David Bloom, and on LinkedIn, at David L. Bloom, and I would love to hear from you. Uh, you can follow me on TubeFilter, where I write a weekly column, on Forbes, where I am a senior contributor, and on TV Rev, which covers the convergence of all those screens we're now watching so closely. If you like what you hear, please rate, review, and subscribe. Share it with your friends. All those things make my life better. And tell the magic algorithm machines that uh, smart people are doing smart things and like what they're hearing. In the meantime, I hope you are having a great week. My last weekend was a fantastic one, and it was all my family around to see me get married, and I'm very happy about that. Going forward, I hope you have all the happiness in the world. This is David Bloom for Bloom and Tech, over and out. You've been listening to Bloom and Tech. I am your host, David Bloom. Thanks so much. And our podcast has been sponsored in this episode by Fabric Media in Venice, California. Take care, everyone. Bloom and Tech.